0: you're listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the talk about why I think they should actually remove trials tokens. I've actually changed my position on this. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or any of the podcast platforms, you can always catch me live at sayno2rage.com. Whenever you're on the YouTube channel, you can click the subscribe and the bell button to not miss these live environments. If you want to support me directly with a paid membership, click join or become a patron on Patreon at SNTRPresents.com You get access to Q Q&A, the Discord, VIP Collins, if you pick that tier. So why am I talking about this? A few weeks ago, maybe it was last week, we were talking about all the different things in Crucible and Trials, and uh, somebody said that they should make a change to how the loot is delivered in Trials, and I really, really liked it. I'm fairly certain it was Wheezy, who essentially changed my mind with just one little paragraph of text. If you've been familiar with my content ever since Trials has come out, you would know. I have been pretty, you know, ardently defending the tokens. I thought it was a good system. It keeps people uh, playing. It gives people a reason to play all weekend. But I've also been pretty critical of Bungie's execution and updates to the tokens because they they'd removed the win requirement. Everybody was losing tokens every weekend, but after removing the win requirement, they lowered the payout of tokens on a loss, which slowed down the amount of tokens that people were getting. And I took pretty serious issue with that and said that that's fundamentally a problem with trials. You want to get as many people in there as possible. And one of the ways to do that, I always thought, was with tokens. The more we've talked about the trend of year three with going to the tower with Fractaline, with going to the tower for the Umbrals, and now as well, if you consider going to the tower with tokens for trials... I kind of saw the light and thought this is another area of the game where I don't think we want to drive people to the tower with tokens. There's another way to do this. So I'm first just going to say I was wrong. Secondly, I'm going to talk about more drops. I I think in general, whether you're playing Iron Banner, Regular Crucible, Gambit, Strikes etc., even Trials. There just need to be more drops in the game. And then I want to end by talking about Adept Freedom. Once they do Adept Weapons, I think that does give Bungie a lot of freedom with respect to loot distribution and loot generosity. So first, I was wrong. The spirit of tokens is really, really good. I think the spirit of the idea of keeping people in the playlist, keeping people playing, giving you something for your time, consolation prize, parting gift, whatever you want to call it. But it really hasn't landed. They, they, they've consistently gotten it wrong and kind of messed this up. And again, as I just said, it's sort of in the theme of getting your loot from the tower in year three and that's, I think, been a significant problem with the experience in the loot chase in year three. It also just takes people out of the playlist. It, it's not even about necessarily the idea that you as a player are getting sick of going to the tower, but you're consistently taking people out of the playlist. Every time they have enough tokens, they're probably going to want to make a run, take a break, etc. et you're like, You're not getting loot in the game. There's something addictive about knowing that the very next game I might get a drop the very next game I might get a drop I remember that experience in Rise of Iron playing Iron Banner when they increased the drops and made it a lot more generous I would just play a handful of games at night and there were times where it was tough to pull myself away because it was like dude one more game a couple more games I might get some more drops it, it kept me sort of in the funnel and I think that's a big big issue with Trials from a ground level, is how do you keep people in the funnel? And this is working against that by essentially motivating players to leave the funnel and go to the tower. The less we spend time getting loot in the tower, the better as well. The more we've talked about loot boons, drops from the actual enemies, as opposed from a chest. We just need to get people out of the tower. The experience... I think would be significantly better if I started getting loot dropping in post matches in crucible and you would apply the same thing to trials let's just talk about what this would look like more drops obviously you would still do the game 3 5 and 7 thing where things are dropping and then maybe a drop or two from some bounties but once you do that what that would do is it would unlock the potential of those drops for the rest of the weekend and so you would, you would motivate people obviously to keep playing because anytime they've got gotten enough wins or done the bounty they've unlocked that week's you know item or whatever then it has a chance to drop so every game ends and i know there's a chance win or lose there's a chance for it to drop now obviously you would not want to make it so people are just going in and throwing and getting drops you would want to motivate people to win and i think a really easy way to do that is drops could really increase in chance for two reasons. The drop rate chance could increase if you win as well as the higher up you go on the card because you wouldn't want people to continue to low card farm and be like, well, once I unlock all the weapons, it's easier to play games one through three. They go faster because we stomp. You would want to see an increase in drop rate when you get to games four, five, and six. So nobody feels like staying on the bottom half of the card. You could also motivate people to go up the card by giving them an increase in other things. Now, if we're removing tokens, you don't have to worry about token distribution, and that was one of the other reasons that people, I think, started feeling like it's just easier to get those wins on the bottom half of the card, and we were always saying, get them to travel up the card by increasing the token payout. Bungie you could consider doing something else. You could still have a, uh, a currency or a token system with Trials, but it could be tied more to either cosmetics, or unlockables or uh, different things, maybe a seasonal rank with Saint-14 and different things that you get for that season to either decorate your player or your guns to, again, motivate people to leave the bottom half. The increased drop rate in the guns would be a good incentive because if you're trying to get a particular role, you're really going to probably want to get the Adept version in the Flawless chest, but along the way, the more opportunities you get to get a God role you know the better you're going to feel that pull to say well once i get the games 4 5 and 6 the gun's dropping more consistently games 1 through 3 it's kind of hit and it's kind of hit or miss and when you're losing it's you know it's it's even it's even more hit or miss you would still want to see a decent amount of drops for people who are who are on losing streaks and losing a lot as long as they're trying again you don't want to motivate folks just going in and throwing and then afk farming as a team you could just seriously just afk farm and then continue to get you know continue to get drops all weekend you don't want people doing that now one of the reasons I think they could do this and be really generous with the drop rates like so even lose people losing are getting a reasonable turnover of loot and then the greatest turnover of loot obviously is, is people winning and going up the card the reason they can do this is because of adept freedom I believe adding a spectrum of weaponry to any activity actually gives Bungie a lot of freedom. They're not going to feel that need to be stingy to elongate grind as I continue week to week just to try to get a bond for my warlock or a helmet for my hunter to hit 1060. You don't need to be stingy, okay? The more Bungie leans into a depth spectrum, the better. It gives them the freedom to be super, super generous And not just generous with respect of like, oh, they're going to drop a lot, but making it accessible for people to be getting drops that are not adept because those are not the true trophy. That's not the true choice and chase. Most folks are going to go for those adept god rolls so dumping a bunch of non-adept loot on people doesn't actually harm loot distribution and and sort of the the sense of oh I'm done now like no one's going to conclude that if there's always that better version even if there's a significant portion of the community that sort of feels like hey I'm kind of tapped out on trials I got all the loot that I wanted because it was really really generous that's a far better reason for them to stop playing than a lot of the reasons that players are presently stopping playing which is I can't get what I one or the experience is terrible. Not only that, keeping people in the playlist as we said at the beginning that really is the goal here and Adept Weaponry gives Bungie two really strong motivators of keeping people in the playlist. Number one, the more casuals and mid lane players can feel like the loot's very accessible to them and they get a pretty good turnover. As you go up from mid lanes to hardcores, there's that that chasm of people that are trying to cross over into Flawless and maybe they don't get there, but at least they're getting a sense of I'm getting something for my time. And the more of those that they get, the more of those weapons that they get, the more they're probably going to be motivated and aspire to ...to go after the adept weapons. This would be also true if they did this in the strike playlist. If there were a batch of weapons every season, just a handful... ...and you could get them with a reasonable drop rate just by playing strikes... ...but you knew that there were adept versions... ...up in the harder difficulties of the Nightfall... ...that again is a catalyst for engagement. The more you get those weapons have them in your hand and use them and develop an affinity for them, especially if you get a really good roll, the, the the more likely it's going to be you're going to feel that pull and that tug to say, oh my gosh, I really would like to get an adept version of this weapon and i would not restrict any of this to a player or an account limit just let them go in all weekend on their hunter their titan or their warlock if they only have one character great if they've got three and they prefer to play on their hunter like me great no problem they just stay in there all weekend so that's why i really do think my position on this has changed loot dropping is a far better context for player engagement than tokens so I I think this would be a better move for them. As always, if you're listening to this on iTunes or any of the podcast platforms, you can catch us live at saynotorage.com. Click the join button on YouTube or go to sntrpresents.com to become a patron and join the conversations Q&A and VIP call-ins. As always, if you're listening or watching in the other locations, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This can going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about removing the trials tokens. If you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify or any of the podcast platforms, you can always catch me live at SayNoToRage.com That'll bring you to the YouTube channel where you can hit subscribe and the bell button. If you want to support me directly for question answer or call-ins or just to do a paid membership, click on join or you can go to Patreon by going to SNTRPresents.com That would take you right to the Patreon to pick through the members. And they also get benefits and perks in the Discord. Be sure to use that as well. So question number one coming from Anbu says, if tokens were removed and adept weapons are being introduced, do you think that'll be enough to fix the insane amount of low-wind farmers? I've also not been able to think of any viable reason why Bungie thought it was a good idea to remove them. The way I structured it in my talk is, I essentially said every time you're doing something structurally to trials that needs to sort of be the question is how do you get people to leave the bottom half of the card and if you remove tokens then token distribution is no longer a part of that equation you're not going to motivate people to go up the up the card you know for more tokens if you remove them so i said you know your chances of the weapons dropping post-match the chances would increase the farther up you go on the card, and the chances would also increase if you're winning. So teams that can consistently land in games four, five, six, and 7, and they're winning, they're going to be getting a lot more weapons than if they just hang out on games 1 through 3. Uh, also, AFK losing should be you know, discouraged because you wouldn't want. I mean, that that would not be the right way to do it. Now, obviously, teams that are sucking it up and they're not very good and they lose two or three games in a row, as long as they can determine sort of internally that these guys are at least making some form of an effort, as opposed as opposed to not trying at all. Like, I don't know if Bungie has a way of doing that. I feel like they can. I feel like they they've come up with ways to know if you're just jumping in and totally throwing. Um, but the question would be, how do you get people to see that? Like, is there a very, very clear way to transmit that value to the player that staying on the low, like staying on the low end is a terrible decision. You're going to be getting way less stuff, way less loot, and it's a total waste of your time. Now with tokens, it would have been very, very easy. There'd be no question you could make it to where there's literally no question that after You know, games four and five, you're getting way more tokens than if you stay on the, you know, games one through three, that might be a little bit harder to do with weapon drops unless you start getting into like double drops at a certain point or something to where it's just, it's, there's the player shouldn't need to like get out a chart to to track how many drops they've gotten. It should be obvious to them that going up the card is better. I've had games where not a single member on my team has died throughout the match despite them trying their best, bless them sure, as long as they're moving around and shooting and landing shots on body I mean, if they end the match and they've done zero damage I think a radar, you know, a little little red flag should go up nobody should be ending an entire trials match and they didn't land a single shot on you uh, obviously throwing can can they can land damage, they can just charge you and shoot you once and then feed the whole time generally that's not how people throw though most of the times people throw they throw by jumping off the map so that the rounds just immediately end so you'd have to do that as well you know you'd want to know you know ways to run those reports so people aren't afk farming I would be worried less about AFK farmers and people deciding that it's in their best interest to low-card farm. You want to do everything you can to show that that's a stupid decision. It, no one, again, should have to get out an um, a, a, a Excel spreadsheet to be like, Alright, now I played seven games and half of those games were back half and this is how many drops I got. No, I, I don't. I, that's not the way to approach this. You would you would clearly see a difference as soon as you got to game four, there could even be something on the screen that shows you know drop rate buff you know applied uh, drop rate buff applied if they win game five and six do the same thing to where there's that player feedback to where there's no doubt in their mind uh, there's no doubt in their mind that they're they're being encouraged to win and go up the card. There's a variety of ways to do it, but I do think they could still pull it off, even without the tokens. Make it so you can't reset a card until you lose. Yeah, I mean... I uh, I don't like micromanaging. That feels like micromanaging. You'd never want to tell somebody that, hey, you're on game five or six or whatever, and you haven't lost, and now you're going to team up with these guys, and their card is just starting, and you'd like to reset your card. Um, you know, I I would say... That's not necessary. You know, there's not a reason. Uh, micromanaging, I think, just turns players off. Um, you, you want to basically, there's two ways to get people to do what you want. Number one, you can incentivize it and get them to do the thing, like dangle rewards and incentives. um Uh, but there's another way to do it and that's through restrictions and, and, regu- and, and rules right um, so I, you, you gotta be careful if you've got too many rules if you've got too many things going on then people will just naturally say I, th- it's just it's too micromanagey, and they'll walk away Dr. Slay Should tokens just be removed from all game modes, not just trials? If it doesn't make sense in trials, why would it make sense anywhere else? I feel like the loot dropping directly is always much more exciting. I 100% agree with this. I mean, this is one of the primary reasons I've continued to argue for weapon boons, where there might still be a currency attached here so that you, you get the currency and buy the weapon boons, and then the weapon boons increase the drop rate chance while you're in strikes, while you're in crucible. My goal in, in all of the ideas I've been putting out is to try to minimize what year three felt like. Year three felt like we kind of lived in the tower to get our loot, whether it was the Fractaline or the Umbrals, uh, and now, you know, obviously the tokens of Trials. It just feels like we're in the tower an awful lot to get to get our loot. If you want to keep tokens in the game as an earn rate, so while you're running Crucible or while you're running Strikes, you're getting them, use them for something, like I said, like a weapon boon. You buy the boon, you pop it, and then for four hours you're getting a chance at that thing to drop. Also, the longer you're in the playlist, the better the drops could be or the percentages could go up and things like that. Um, So I think that that would be the right way to have currency be in the game. Aren't weapon boons a terrible idea? Remember how it felt to farm a nightfall guns when it had an increased chance every run? I don't understand. Your, your your sentence doesn't make sense to me. A weapon boon is essentially that. Remember how it felt to farm nightfall guns when it had an increased chance every run? Right. And I'm saying that that's how a weapon boon would function in strikes as well as crucible and gambit. So I'm, I'm confused. It sounds like you're disagreeing with yourself. Um... My my goal is for you to end a crucible match, gambit match, or a strike and have a chance at something dropping so that gives you that that pull and that drive to just keep playing and stay in there. As opposed to it being bounty-based, frame-based, token-based so you're always boomeranging to the tower in, in, in some level of interval. Or right now what you do in strikes is you run them for the powerful and then you're basically done. Maybe you run the bounties because you're trying to level up your artifact but by and large most people aren't even doing that anymore near the end um it's whenever I'm playing it doesn't matter what I'm playing it really doesn't if I'm playing Minecraft Dungeons or Borderlands seeing loot drop on the ground is exciting and in Destiny that's not really present at all almost anywhere Even the loot drops in raids and strikes are lame. They pop out of a chest. It's just lame. It's not, I don't, I don't know. I I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's good. You do strikes for the tokens. Yeah, I mean, listen, I have a ton of tokens. I mean, I don't know what you're going to do with these. I have 2000 Vanguard tokens, 1400 Crucible. I don't know what they're going to do with them in the future you know, uh, invalidated entirely. People might get ticked, but they kind of have to at this point. Um, I mean that when you farm guns on a nightfall, every run you do, you don't get the weapon, you have a better chance next run. Right, and again, your question doesn't make any sense. You said, aren't weapon boons a terrible idea, and now you're arguing against the very idea of a weapon boon. That's the way a weapon boon would work. You would pop the boon, grind the strike playlist, And then every single strike, your chance would go up. And then, maybe you hit Season Rank with Zavala. You hit Season Rank 50. Maybe Weapon Boons are more effective at that point. You know? Because it never really dropped? Oh, you're saying that that feeling sucked? I mean, that's subjective. I, I thought they got pretty good. I mean, maybe you're remembering Mindbenders. That was pretty rough. I would want it to be maybe healthier than the Nightfall... Yeah, the Nightfall drop rate was pretty bad. Now, even once they started increasing the chance, I was getting one probably every third or fourth strike. I, I think you should get to a point where it's dropping almost every strike. I don't see a reason to keep that from people. If I'm if I'm really, really wanting a certain gun and I'm gonna spend all day grinding for it, there's no reason to be that stingy given the potential, you know, X number of rolls you can get on a given gun. Uh, you know, I, I think that there's I think there's options there with generosity thresholds not being a problem. Now remember what I said in my video. Adept weapons give Bungie a ton of freedom. If you're gonna have adept weapons in the strike playlist, you could have the non adept versions dropping like crazy, and it doesn't matter. Similarly to what I said about trials. You could you could easily easily set up a way to to do a uh, a way for them to say there this is not the end of the loot run even if you get a god roll you're kind of not done um, you know it, it it would be I think it'd be very easy to Implement a system where every single weapon has an adept version. Now obviously, not all adept versions would be equal. Adept weapons from trials and adept weapons from raids would be cut from different cloth and potentially be more standout. But, having an adept version of a strike weapon would be a great reason for Bungie to say, we can be super generous with the weapon, who cares, it's not adept. You would want to obviously shrink drop rates a little bit once you get up, you know, going for the Adept. But I I just think, I don't know, I think I, I just, it's like I see the Matrix when I look at this. If you create a spectrum of content and a spectrum of gear, it's totally okay to be insanely generous with the lower echelon stuff, you know? I probably remember it wrong. I thought you could reset, but you had to go back to Vans. Well, yeah, you had to go back and get another card. Yeah, 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 that is true. In D1, if you reset, you did have to go back to the ta- uh, the Reef. But in D2, they added the ability for you to reset it and just keep going. Um... An increased chance is better than the same chance of a potential drop, but just because it dropped late for you is subjective and simply look at the draw. Right, and again, I think you can establish a very good principle of generosity when you know this is not the adept version of the weapon, and I apply the same principle to trials. If you've got adept weapons in the flawless chests, all you listen, the weapons and the gear dropping are a means of keeping people playing, that's all they're there for, they're not the ultimate end goal, like that's how they should think about them, that's how they should classify non-adept weapons in trials, non-adept weapons in strikes, are merely a means to keep people playing that's it you don't need to be stingy with them, you just don't overkill no, great stuff, but uh, unless unless they put wor- a worthy standout pinnacle weapon to chase, especially for runs to the lighthouse, do tokens really matter. Keep it the great work, thank you. Uh, standout pinnacle weapons to chase, especially for runs. Well, I mean that's part of my that's part of the equation here. You're saying unless they put worthy standout pinnacle weapons to chase, especially for lighthouse runs, the tokens really matter. Like, well, they've said they're adding adept weapons next season, then they're going to add new weapons in season 13. So, adept weapons are part of this equation. So, I, I my, my feedback and idea doesn't work if they don't do adept weapons. I, it, wouldn't, it doesn't work. Isn't it already too easy to get the god rolls? As the amount of perk combinations are very few. So, if they would be more generous in the lower end, uh, then it'd be even more easier. I think what you're saying is I don't think it's true. I think your premise is actually false, Darksider. I actually don't think the number of perk combinations is few. You got to add it up. I think mathematically you're wrong. I I think what what's the on a on a, on a general weapon, if you're going for the god roll, what's the mathematical probability? What's the 1 in blank chance that you get the exact roll you're looking for? I don't think it's I don't think it's actually low. I think it's actually really high. How many times did it take people to get the exact role they wanted on a spare rations or on a dire or uh, on a uh, what are some of the other ones that was a mind benders I think mathematically it's really really high I mean again again if you want to do the absolute god role I, I actually think it's really really difficult to get if you're going for a good role well then sure but that's the player determining that that's the player. I don't know if this is math is correct. A one in twenty-one thousand? No, I'm sorry. A one in twenty-one hundred. I still don't have an Astro Horizon God roll. If you want a four out of four God roll, it's a slim chance. Even if you ignore, even if you ignore the Masterwork and the Barrel, and you just want the three perks to line up, you want Accurized Rounds, Outlawed Rampage. You know, it's like I, I'm fairly certain. It, the, the mathematical likelihood and the and the one in whatever chance is actually ridiculously high um god roll mind benders is almost impossible I think the reason that we think that is because you go to the tower and you get like five of the same weapon all at once and so it gives this semblance of like oh almost a god roll almost a god roll almost a god roll I mean I get almost god rolls all the time uh A chance for a God roll spare rations is 1 in 3,542. Uh it's not easy. I spent two months of the season only making uh, only making falling guillotine. I wanted a seven out of eight God roll and I actually got an eight out of eight after hundreds, if not thousands. Yeah, I don't I, I, I think the, I think your premise is is uh, isn't true. and I'm not even just basing this on the subjectivity of the player experience. Mathematically speaking, the odds of getting a god roll is actually no. It's not uh, the, the amount of per combinations are not few. Um, when you can get in, into the thousands of possibilities of perk combinations, to say that that's few, I I, I don't think that that's an accurate descriptor. Um. Uh, for the forward path was a total of fifty, uh, one thousand five hundred two possible rolls for perks, ignoring masterwork. One in five thousand, uh, and two is too high of a chance to get. With the correct masterwork, it's one in fifteen thousand. That's way too high of a chance. What? I'm sorry. Are you, are you saying that a one, one in fifteen hundred? So I'm not even saying the one including masterwork. I'm going for the lower one. You're saying a one in fifteen hundred chance is too high, quote unquote, too easy. Is that what you're saying? I don't understand. I, I don't, I don't. I don't think that's a shared sentimentality. If that's what you're actually arguing, you're saying that. Yeah. I, you are totally free to think that. Um, I would say that's unreasonable given the amount of hours in a day, and week, and season. You're asking the player to, if you think that's too high or "quote unquote" too easy, um, I don't think your sentimentality lines up with the reality of like daily life. Like, not many people are going to feel that that's that's the way they want to do it. A one in fifteen hundred. Let's just round it down to a thousand let's just round it down to a thousand one in a thousand if every time I complete an activity and I grab a gun I have a one in one thousand chance to get the gun that I want and you're saying that's too high I would argue that most people don't agree most people are not going to agree with that uh, even a hardcore player now I'm not saying I should get a god roll on the tenth drop I'm, I'm definitely not saying that I think there's a sweet spot. I do. I think there's a sweet spot. Here's the thing you have to remember. Whenever they re-evaluated the loot systems in Diablo, Diablo 3, and they went to the loot 2.0 system, they were scared of generosity for exactly what you're postulating. You're going to make it too easy for people to get god rolls. It's going to go too fast. And they said that the player base shifted from saying, I'm trying to get X item To saying, I'm trying to get a good version of X item. So people became more dedicated, put in more hours, and responded in the positive to that generosity. So if I have a 1 in 1,000 chance to get a god roll on a weapon, I'm keeping the numbers real simple for our brains just to kind of like experiment with the thought process here. 1 in 1,000. And I'm grinding like crazy. I'm playing the content over and over and over again the generosity is going to fuel that tenacity in me to say i'm eventually going to get it look how many are dropping after a six hour play session i get to the point where basically every time the strike ends it's dropping that's the problem with weapons now though everyone has god rolls so nothing is special no i would argue it another way you don't have to chase a lot of the new guns because your god roll is virtually the same as the new god rolls. It's not that we all have god rolls so nothing is special, it's that you got a god roll four seasons ago and it's basically equal to a god roll now. There's nothing standout, there's nothing unique. Your math doesn't even check out. There aren't ten masterwork options. This is Light Leap. So I don't know how you calculated the rest. I'm just keeping it simple. I mean, most people were landing in the low thousands of chances. It's one in 2016 without the masterwork for spare rations, having two possibilities in the first two columns. I'm just counting the light.gg masterwork listing. I mean, regardless of his math when he included masterwork, his premise is that it even if it's a 1 in in you know 1500 without masterwork you know 1 in a, 1 in one in 1.5 you know K I'd, I would say and you're saying spare rations is 1 in 2000 but now easy saying it's not so that's why I'm just saying for the thought experiment 1 in 1000 if you're going to argue that's too easy I just don't think most players are going to agree with that um Weezy saying it's one in three thousand five hundred and forty-two. Um, if you're literally handing me that weapon every fifteen minutes, every ten minutes, yeah, it's a ninety-twenty, it's a ninety-twenty burger. If you're handing me that gun every ten to fifteen minutes, and it's one in a thousand, one in 2, 000, one in three thousand for the god roll, you're not in any danger of me being like, that's too easy. I'm done. Like that's just not going to happen. The, the mathematical probability, the time it takes to go in there, the number of people who aren't going to get super lucky is higher than those that do. You know, ninety-nine percent of the community is not going to get the God roll; they're not going to strike it rich on their first drop. So, I, you know, any any time, anytime you look at drop rates and you split that with time investment and you split that with God roll probability chances, you're always asking the question. How long will people put up with this? How long are they, uh, they going to go for a given weapon? Like, what's, what's the breaking point? You know, obviously, with the anarchy and the 1K voices, when people got into you know, the 40s or 50s uh, you know, on, of runs and they still never saw it, that's that's more demoralizing because they don't. it's not like they get a bad version and can use it in the meantime. They just simply don't have it. Generosity on the road to god roll, I think just motivates more player engagement. Player might disagree. It's fine. It's my opinion. But in my opinion, the amount of perks on a weapon should be at least double the amount we have now because I'm seeing way too many duplicates of the exact same rolls. Well, yeah, this is one of those times where I just feel like you're you're arguing for something that in principle I think is probably not a bad thing but would it fit in destiny is the better question it's not bad to have more perks on a gun and more perk combinations but would that fit in destiny to have a weapon with 6 perks so your god roll probability chances are astronomical at that point you know you have a .0000001% chance of getting the gun that you want because it's got 6 perks each of those perks have three, four, three or four potentials. Then you got the masterwork. Then you got the barrel sight, and the you get the barrel, the sight, and the scope. You know, those can obviously all change as well. So I mean, I, I'm I'm not saying that's necessarily bad. I just don't know if that fits with the identity of Destiny or its community base, because most of the community is going to look at that and be like, homie, I don't, I, I don't have a lifetime to chase a god roll, you know. Problem with calculation is that most do not take into account that if you get three slots uh, that you get two of the three slots. Two sights, two barrels two second trades. I'm not sure what you mean by that. It depends on how many of the roles would be god rolls. More per combinations could lead to more roles usable in endgame which might lead to more roles being acceptable right you could obviously make sure that the perk the perk diversity per lane is not insane so there's more good roles and then one or two god roles but again it, what's the breaking point of the player is that going to basically de you have to understand something what you just said could lead to a demotivation of players uh, to say that no it's going to take it, it's it, I got a good role I'm done do you see what I'm saying if you make good roles really accessible and god rolls astronomically inaccessible, you may end up killing engagement. Because people would play, get four or five drops, and be like, well, this is a good roll. It's literally a one in one million chance I get the god roll. Why in the frick am I going to go for it? So you're going to demotivate people from playing. They're going to settle. Because if you... That's why I've always told people, if you remove all the bad perks and shrink the perk pool to only good perks, and everybody starts getting good rolls, the difference between a good roll and a god roll becomes so non-distinct that most people wouldn't go for the god roll. They're like, what's the difference? Of course, you can take that into account. You can calculate the probability of each slot if you get two mag options out of seven. Let's say for the forward path, the probability you get the one you want in, this, in the slot is a two and seven. We're taking into account that you get more than one option. Right. I'd rather try to win the lottery. That's where I think sometimes what people argue for folds back in on itself. It's like, oh, I want way more perks and way more perk slots. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. If you make it if you make it astronomically improbable that I get a god roll, I'm not who you're gonna you're gonna turn engagement numbers on their head and people are gonna bail. Well, my fourth or fifth one was a good one. The chance of getting a god roll is one in five hundred thousand. So why try? I'm am not going to freaking do that. I'm trying to get struck by lightning and win the lottery at the same time. I'm just it, it's it, there's just no way. You're gonna you're gonna grate against the players e- even decision to try. The chance of getting a god roll forward path is 0008 percent. I mean you could round that up to a point zero zero nine. Eight five nine seven. So you could round that up to a point zero zero nine. Maybe round it up to a point zero one. That's that's like that's ridiculous. Like get again, again, it all comes down to the goal is to keep people playing. If you break down the goal that Bungie has for Destiny to the most basic goal, the goal is to keep people playing and I just I don't think that keeps people playing. It might also be related cuz I am used to games where the chance of getting the thing is below 0001%. 0, 0, 0, 0, well, and it depends on the game too. It depends on the game. Is the chance of getting that item being so incredibly low is that damaging to the experience because there's only a handful of things to chase probably not, usually games where the drop rate of something like that is so incredibly low there's, there's, there's a higher quantity of things for you to chase and do and in Destiny, there's usually one or two guns per activity or per pool that you're really wanting to chase, and if you don't get it it's extremely frustrating The only games with drop chances like that are fully-fledged MMORPGs. Right, the identity of the game just eat, breathe, and sleep. Long hours, long commitments, long delays, long time. And so, you put up with it because that's basically part and parcel to the daily meat and potatoes grind of the game, and in Destiny, that just isn't the case. That's why sometimes you're trying to ham-fist something in the game that would utterly destroy its identity. Oh yeah, god roll on these weapons from the raid. Yeah, it's a one it's a 1 in 20,000 chance. You'd be like, "Uh no thank you. I guess I'll get a good roll and stop." You're 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 actually the game's folding in on itself at that point you're 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 motivating people to do the opposite loot's not supposed to motivate people to stop it's supposed to motivate people to continue the whole point of loot is so you log in again and say i might i might get i might get i might get it i might get it like that's what keeps people going when when people feel that the chance is too low they quit There's got to be, this is why I think end of game match rewards during Iron Banner in Destiny one was so brilliant because even if you didn't get a clever dragon, you would see people getting the clever dragon, which motivated you to say, I might get one too. So you kept playing but you remove that from the game and everybody's having this like solo player experience where they have no clue who's getting what and how often and if they go 6 or 7 games not getting the thing that they're wanting to get, they're gonna start to feel like it's pointless, it's Sasquatch, it's Bigfoot I'm never gonna see it so that's my take on it, is I think you're let's compare the two options lots of generosity so people can chase what they want and low generosity, low chance right? Actually, no, 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 we got to strip it down. Low, really, really low chance and probability of getting the role that you want, and we'll say a reasonable chance and probability of getting what you want, okay? They both come with pros and cons. They do. I happen to think, from the perspective of player incentivization, motivation, daily engagement, relevancy, longevity of the game, really, really improbable drop chances are a greater threat to engagement reasonable drop rate chances and opportunities to get god rolls have a greater opportunity and I would say a greater chance of motivating player engagement. Surely harder to get a god roll would make me play more, not the opposite. No, cuz you're completely you're, you're you're completely ignoring everything I said leading up to that. You're you're cutting out half of my argument. So, I said if you make it to where it's almost it's almost impossible to get the god roll, it's a one in a one in twenty thousand chance, and you got a good roll. You're gonna settle for that because you're gonna say, "I'm I'm expecting to win the lottery and get struck by lightning." Like eventually, the player's tenacity burns out because it seems futile. When a player feels like it's a futile effort, they're just gonna give up. Like I don't think you can you can pave the road with here's a bunch of good decent rolls. Th- th- increase the number of good rolls, and then have it be like and the chance of getting a god roll is one in a million, well, you're going to give up. I would most likely go with a very low chance of getting the roll you want with lots of weapons and gear dropping to balance it out. Well, and that's where you're, they don't don't generally have the quantitative, you know, gear add every season and expansion to do that. It's just not that kind of game. They don't add that much. Even in some of their biggest expansions, they don't add, they don't do enough to warrant that. You can settle for the good role, but the hardcore will keep going for the better. That's how a good looter works. Uh, You're just being too platitudinous. You're not engaging with what I'm saying. I I don't like going back and forth with somebody who's who's not. You're not really engaging with what I'm saying. You're just restating your assertion in a different way. You're saying the same thing you just said a little bit ago. You didn't engage with anything that I said. I I don't I don't think you can just restate that the hardcore players would keep playing. I I don't think so. I ask any hardcore player that went for a mind benders would you have kept going for the mind benders if the drop chance of the god roll was even lower than it already was because that's what he's fundamentally arguing for ask anybody that went for a god roll spare rations or a god roll mind benders that's your hardcore player base pull all of them and say would you have liked it to be less likely and less probable that you got the god roll would you have enjoyed that I can't imagine any of them being like, oh yeah, yeah, I would have liked to have done, you know, two to three times more of that grind. What? I'm talking as a D1 alpha player, we farm strikes to get god rolls. Well, yeah, and one of the main reasons we did that is because there was literally nothing else to do in the game. You're talking to somebody who got over 450 skeleton keys and 53 Amago loops before I got the one that I wanted. Like, I I ain't no I ain't no casual scrub, but there was nothing else to do in Destiny at the time. That was literally the content. There was no content. We're in a different structure now you get seasonal events, you get dungeons at a pretty decent ratio, you get raids on an annual basis. You got trials getting updated again in a co- in, in in about a season's worth of time. Like there there's a higher quantity of loot in this game, which means if you if every gun's potential drop chance of a god roll, it seemingly you know, inf- infinitely, it seems almost impossible to get. I think player motivation just breaks down. And the loop felt better to get than any weapon in D2. Right, and one of the reasons for that was there was no other weapons really to chase back then. So, right now, I have a Kindled Orchid. I have, you know, I don't know, 15 different hand cannons that are all god rolls. And in Destiny 1, there was nothing going on. So, yeah, the Amaga loop felt better because th- it, was, it was basically the only hand cannon at the time. Other than, like, maybe the Palindrome and the Lord High Fixer. Oh, and the I.S. Luna. And the I.S. Luna didn't have like a directional, you know, chase. You can't really compare D1 to D2 as far as quantity, number of content, size of the loop pool. We're in a completely different ballpark now. That's why I've continued to argue for adept weapons are at the upper echelon and then the good and god roles. Think about what we're arguing. Everybody's missing the point entirely. You guys have completely derailed the conversation to a certain degree, and we're talking about something that's not even related to the Destiny we're about to enter. Destiny Year 4 is going to have adept weapons, and my entire argument is built on that premise, that if you have adept weapons, you can be stupidly generous with the non-adept weapons. Why? Because who cares if someone gets a god role very easily on a weapon in Trials game three or a strike who gives a crap it's not adept it's not the absolute best version i've not once talked about the drop rate of the adepts and how easy it is to get the god roll adept i've been talking about adept giving freedom like adept weapons coming into the game gives bungie freedom to be significantly more generous and that's when Darkside was like oh it's too easy to get a god roll now so we've been off on this big mathematical tangent about how it's a one in two thousand one in three thousand chance to get a god roll of a weapon and he thinks that's too easy and i'm like are you kidding me like that's that's an insanely low chance you can compare d1 to d2 where loot drop rates felt better Galhorn drop reactions etc no, I don't think so. I, I I don't think so. I hate getting lost in these weeds because we don't come to anything definitively worth talking about. Just the subjective experience of you thinking that was better than it is now. That's just a waste of our time. We're talking about a system of adept weapons being at the upper echelon tip, empowering Bungie to be a lot more generous with loot on the lower echelons, and you're bringing up Gallahorn like it just—it's a pointless argument. I Me and Lightly did the math, uh, not even accounting mass work. It's practically statistically impossible to get a god roll right now right that's my point like that's the argument we were having is just like even in the systems now that we have where you can spend all day all season going for a weapon a roll on a weapon the chance of a god roll forward path is like 0.31 percent like that's not even that's not even remotely problematic like i that's so low that's so incredibly low If you thought the D1 system was better than the system, that's fine. I'm not trying to argue what system's best. I'm simply arguing from the principle of if there's adept in the flawless chest, you can be generous with all non-adept at the bottom. It doesn't freaking matter. It's not the best. This makes me think high perk combination to lower echelon weapons having higher perk pools and lower chance of getting god rolls while adept also not only the extra effect but also smaller perk pools making them even more south. sought after and forcing players into it I mean that's a possibility Darksider they did that with the raid weapons in Garden of Salvation they shrunk the perk pool so it was more likely for you to get a god roll but they were also still limiting your chances to once a week per player per per character so I, I could probably get behind that Like, if you're going to be super generous with non-adept weapons, they could have a slightly larger perk pool, so the the, the chances of getting the god roll are a little bit lower, and then when you go up to the adept weapons, the perk pool could be a little bit smaller, narrowing those chances slightly. I, we got to move on. We spent we spent a lot of time on this. That was a good that was a good debate. It was a good debate. I just don't like getting into the subjectivity of if D one was better than D two. That's just a that's a fool's errand to debate. We're not in, even in that ballpark anymore. Destiny has evolved so much from those systems as far as how many activities you can engage in, how often they add new activities and new loot to the game. It's so so uh, so fast. Such a faster interval. So. Um. next question Matt says best of seven takes so long even if you uh, lose zero to four it'd be speedier what would be a speedier match say best of three rounds No, no 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 I don't want to mess with the formula of trials I think the trials formula is fine the 3v3 elimination round based combat I think is the purest form of destiny's pvp If cheating didn't exist right now, then some of the best PvP you could watch would be 3v3 Elim, stacked teams against stacked teams on PC. I think it would be the best, I think that's the purest form of Destiny's Crucible. Uh, The chess game of supers, of map control, of reses, they gotta get rid of some of the green ammo steamroll, delete the revoker, it's stupid. You know delete mountaintop too but delete revoker because of what it does to ammo economy it's dumb and then and then minimize maybe steamroll green ammo and the 3v3 elimination format i think especially on certain maps is just it's perfect i wouldn't start messing with best of three best of seven none of that no there's nothing better than a four zero comeback i mean that's just so that's so fun to watch the, the strategy that goes into it the strategy goes into it, it's a 4-0 comeback and you gotta deal with supers all along the way, I, the the ever present threat of it turning upside down on you it's just really really good, I would not mess with that at all that's preference but I don't know, they've tried a lot of different game modes and a lot of different things over the years and what do they come back to 3v3 elim I mean it, 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 there's probably a reason for that Special ammo needs to be looked at in PVP. It's so easy to steamroll, especially scav perks. Uh, I had one game where the losing t- uh, we were losing, and a teammate managed to get more special ammo and just started steamrolling. Yeah, I mean it. It it a hundred percent needs to be looked at. Uh, Vason, if loot directly dropping after wins were to be implemented, should Bungie ever activate double drops in trials, or is that too rewarding? I considered them doing double drops when you get up to, you know certain, you know, games 5 and 6 maybe, maybe those wins have a chance of double drops, again, the idea being, if you're going to go up the you know, the card, there needs to be zero question in your mind that this is better than staying on games 1 through 3 as a stacked team can hang out on games one through three and literally win 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 reset win 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 reset and the games go super super fast and when the games go super super fast you're going to argue that that's increasing your chances of getting of getting the, you know the drop that you're looking for and so obviously you want to make that a no brainer you want to make it unquestionable that, no, you're stupid to do that. You're going to get more drops if you go up to games you know, 4, 5, and 6. It, it, and, and I know that was probably easier to communicate to players with tokens, but I think you could do it with drops as well. Last Kokui we says, Do you think offering adept awards for games 6 and 7 at a small chance would keep people playing until the end or just make it to where the rich would get richer? No, you got to put a depth in the in the lighthouse. I I am gonna be I'm gonna be a little bit of a purist here, a little bit of an elitist here. Um, I I I think you got to put a depth in the in the in the flawless chest only. That, 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 I, we could argue about that until the cows come home, but that's that's where I land on it. Uh, it yeah, yeah I, I just think that makes sense to me because you could always what you could do potentially is you could get to game six. And I, I, uh, I don't know how you would do that. I really don't. I, I don't think this is a good idea. I think it's pure and logical to only have them dropping in the, in the flawless chest. Darksider, would Trials only drop Trials gear? Because if it would be another source of filling my Postmaster with blue gear, it'd be even worse than how it is now. Yeah, I mean, this is good feedback. Obviously, if you're minimizing trips to the tower, then you would need to figure out if they're going to let us access bounties from space, maybe let us access the postmaster from space. Maybe just move the postmaster to our ship. Loot that we don't pick up goes to the ship and we delete it there. I mean, I, th- that'd be the easiest solution because if they're going to allow us to access bounties from space and they remove things like tokens and they go more to dropping at the end, then yeah, your postmaster is going to be a problem. I mean umbrals are a problem for me right now I would run three strikes and then I would go do interference so I would go contact public events, and then you know uh, menagerie or uh, what was the other one Uh, reckoning and then I would go run interference and I wouldn't be able to pick sometimes when I would finish the final interference mission I'd have too many umbrals and primes I couldn't pick up the umbral on the ground so th- you, I'd have to go back to the tower now. Usually by now that's fine because when I finish interference, you got to go get the pet. You got to go to the pinnacle from the tower anyway. But still, they've got to consider they've got to consider streamlining elements like this because I just think one of their goals for year four should be putting putting less emphasis on going to the tower. You know, yeah, you can put in multiple. You can put in two questions. We limit it to two questions per person. Um I, yeah, I don't know. tell me about too many umbrals. Yeah I mean you're obviously farming nightfalls yeah yeah because yeah. I, can, I can see your prisms and your exotics you know your your slip is showing <laughs> I, I can see I can see what you've been doing so yeah, obviously accessing that through dim obviously streamlines some of it, but still it would be really really nice to be able to access some of that stuff from your from your ship going to the tower on consoles terrible obviously with new consoles that's going to be less painful but that's I don't think that's good enough reason to leave it I think we go to the tower too much I like ritually going to the tower at the beginning of my play session after that it's like there just shouldn't be a need to keep boomeranging to the tower I don't mind that ritual go to the tower grab your bounties give Zavala a high five you know check this checked out boom and then go out and do your play session I don't like going back every 20-30 minutes. I lost 10 exotic engrams because I was just playing in my postmaster filled with umbrals and I had too many blues. I mean, that's literally stupid. It should just delete the blues. That's stupid. If an exotic lands in your postmaster and there's no room, the game should just delete a blue and alert you to that. I mean, that's unbelievable. Ashen. Singles and casuals are the grease of PvP. Our tiers help the gears turn. Not saying to make trials soloable, but how to make PvP rewarding for us while still giving upper echelon something to shoot for and cry everyone just play Crucible gets the best stuff. I think everything I outlined in my talk is exactly aimed at what you're saying here. I want people to boot up and feel like we played for a couple hours, we lost more than we won, but I got some loot. You can lick your wounds. You can lick your wounds a whole lot easier from a bad play session if you walk away with some loot. Oh, this one's close to a God roll. This one's decent. Let me try this out. I'll try this out tomorrow when we play some more, right? These are all things that help, I think. You know, rather than pour salt in the wound, it helps kind of soothe the wound. It's like, well, that was an absolute butt whooping, but I got some loot. And right now, tokens being on a lower drop rate on losses, it it honestly feels like adding insult to injury. It's like, well, hey, you lost and you got some tokens. You got less tokens than you would have gotten if you won, so... The, the, the time between you and your next loot drop is now lower than it would have been if you would have won. So you're you're adding insult to injury. It's like, oh, if we would have won, I could have gone to the tower and got another engram just to see if I could get something to drop or get the gun that I want. But instead of doing that, we gotta play another game. Cause we lost. Um, it I, I, I think it I think it uh it adds insult to injury. So Now, obviously, drop rate chances going up for wins and increasing the higher up you go on the card could potentially do this, but I do think knowing every chance is a chance keeps people going. I always did an Iron Banner. I'm going to try and finish Q&A so we'll be ready for reset. Is the token system better than repeatable rotating bounties for specific weapons or remove the win requirement uh, for token turn-in and let us go crazy? Is there room for both systems? I think what I put forward works better for player incentivization to keep playing because there's always a chance. They know this worked. It worked in Iron Banner. I don't like the bounty system, and I don't like the token system. I think the bounty system is too limiting. You only get a couple of drops per character, and then you're done for the weekend. Tokens was better in Spirit because the idea was you can play all weekend, get as many tokens as you want, and then they removed they removed the win requirement so you could, you could eventually turn in the tokens no matter what. Right? I think the most superior system is to, is to rely on drops instead future foe do you think it would help if each core activity strikes gamut crucible had their own 1 to 100 pass full of loot you can anticipate the pinnacle weapon can be this pass not paid you're getting at something that I've been asking for since December of 2017. After Destiny launched, give us seasonal rank with the NPCs that matter, and there's rewards to kind of set our sights on. You could easily do this, I think, with the uh, with the seasonal rank, and then you could set your sights on ornamentation for the weapons, individual weapons for that season, and then update their pools on a seasonal basis I really really think seasonal rank for the NPCs needs to be a thing Uh, it really would help I think in a significant way it doesn't necessarily need to be a 1 to 100 maybe a 1 to 50 remember I've always said I've always said turn Turn the NPCs into obelisks. When you leveled up the obelisks, you saw the perks you were getting. You saw the things that you were unlocking. It was giving you benefits in that season on stuff that you were doing. Make an NPC look like an obelisk. Hey, when you hit rank 25, your weapon boons are more effective. Hey, when you hit rank 30, your bounties complete faster. Come on. This just feels like a bunch of no-brainers to me. Whatever you're leaning into, right, Gambit, Crucible, or Shaxx, I'm sorry, Gambit Crucible or Zavala you're getting a clear indication of your investments and being rewarded accordingly yeah, they did that, exactly Chris, they had the ship that when you hit rank 50 with Zavala you got an exotic ship, bring that back, hey, this season the vanguards got two new weapons and when you hit rank 50, you get ornaments for the weapons, when you hit rank 60 70, whatever, you get a ghost ship and a sparrow, stuff, you know, stuff like that Light Leap why would you remove tokens and not use them as a means of counteracting RNG, picking a roll out of a weekly selection, for example? Also, in addition to adept weapons, would you agree that the Trials needs cosmetically different flawless armor? Yeah, I'd like for the flawless armor to look different. I think that'd be good. I loved the idea of the adept weapons in Destiny 1 going from the yellow to the black. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, it was just a, It was just a nice subtle way of saying this loot is better. Uh, I, I thought that was a nice, subtle, you know, hat tip to the people that that got the adept weaponry. Um, however, however, maybe tokens could have a place in the flawless chest, but the problem there is, is if, you, if you only can use the tokens in the flawless chest, that would be kind of ridiculous. I just, I like the idea when Weezy put it in Discord, it just clicked in my brain. Get rid of tokens and go to drops. Um and if you're super generous with the drops and people are getting lots of loot they're going to keep playing they're probably not going to feel the need to do what you're uh, what you're talking about how do you prevent low card farming for armor rolls if you don't have flawless armor right right there needs to be a clear indication that the armor gotten from flawless is better you know just let me let people go flawless all weekend until they get like look at how many times I ran I've run pit you know that one couple of days not pit I'm sorry prophecy We ran Prophecy over and over and over and over and over again and I still never got perfect stat rolls. I could have kept going. You know, armor roll, you know, diversity. People keep going. You know, put that in the flawless chest. Make it clearly different. And then cap non-flawless armor at like 59. You know? And then nothing in the flawless chest can drop below a 62 or something like that. I, I would love that. They need to show the drop screen at the end of matches again. 100% agree with you. I 100% agree with you. Herpin and Derpin. I've never achieved three wins. The only thing I can get from Trials is a bond. Is there a way to inject weapons to so people who can't get the three wins or is the solution just to, to get good? No, I mean, I talked about that. Keep the win requirement out of here. Once you get a couple of things to drop, it unlocks it in the loot pool and they can drop for you at the end of match. Obviously, your chances for it end of match should be better if you're winning or going farther on the card, but you would, you should be able, I think, to get those drops um as long as you're as long as you're playing and and getting and getting in the play, in as long as you're getting in there and playing you should be getting chances at the drops drops drop chances getting better the higher up you go and if you're winning or losing i think it's fair but you know Agent Atwood is asking for you guys to roll over to 600 likes. I do not know what the status is, but anytime we roll over the likes, it really, really helps the video get recommended. We're at 561. I'm pretty sure we can get 39 likes. Uh, if you haven't clicked subscribe yet, that is free to do. Please do that. We're going to be covering all the Fessel the Lost stuff in the next four or five minutes. We're going to, you know, go in for reset, check all the things, do all the things, probably run some Haunted Forest, so stick around for that appreciate everybody being here. If you want to submit questions uh, or get emotes in the chat and all the perks and benefits in the discord, you can click the join button, but clicking subscribe is free. So please do that. Reaper says, if we get rid of tokens, not only for trials, but also for other activities, what would you suggest to me to provide players the loot drop acquisition flexibility across different characters? Well, this is where I think you would go with the rank on the NPC. There's a reason to keep grinding and investing in that NPC and their activities. There's a reason to chase the loot. You've got loot dropping at the end of strikes, at the end of crucible matches, at the end of gambit matches in relation to probably like the weapon boon idea that I outlined so that you're not popping a bounty, you're popping a boon that has increased drop chances and those drop chances get better the longer you're in the playlist. So the longer that you're playing, the better your chances get, you know, and then you're just continuing to play and it's just dropping and dropping and dropping and dropping. Um and then in a similar fashion to what we've been saying with trials, adept versions of the vanguard weapons should be accessible in master grandmaster and nowhere else. Grandmaster should be guaranteed, master should be a reasonable drop rate, gambit, if you want to put adept weapons in gambit, I'm not quite sure how to do it, but in trials, not adept weapons are dropping like crazy in the lower echelon and the lower games, and then adept versions of the weapons are dropping in the flawless chest. And in both those scenarios, you can be super generous with the non-adept versions because they're not adept. They're not the, They're not the end of the road. You know, they're not. The, the people that won god rolls in the best of the best, they're going to they're have to, not have to, but they're going to feel that draw to go flawless. They're going to feel that draw to go grandmaster or master to get the pinnacle, or I'm sorry, adept versions of the weapons, you know? Yeah, we're kind of going through end of Q&A a a little bit quicker here. So the last four questions, I kind of speed ran them uh, because we got three minutes to to reset. So, but still a good Q&A. Great questions submitted. Virtually all of these questions were submitted while I was live. If you're a paying member, you can use the Discord and submit before I go live. You can submit early. VIPs get an hour of early access. Uh, everybody else can submit after that's over, but as long as you're a paying member, you can submit those questions before I even go live on the channel each morning. Um, we're not sure if there's going to be an update today or what. Um, sorry for extending Q and A with my drop rate mention. No, 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 no. Actually, you took us right to where we wanted to be. I like doing. I, I actually have been doing Q and A on purpose, right around an hour. So sometimes it's good to have that debate to kind of fill gaps because some of the questions were pretty quick. So I was totally fine with it. It was a good discussion. So and uh yeah so if listen if you're here live click subscribe and the bell button and the like button stick around for festival of the lost coverage uh if you're listening to this on the, any of the other platforms you can always find me at sayno no to rage.com and as always please like share and subscribe